welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, listen to your heart, Broads. (laughs) Oh my... The maybe few of you that made it through this episode, I I venture to say that not all of our listeners will have made it through this episode. Becca, did you we make spoke, it through? We spo- <laughs> I, I did. I'm obligated to. Uh, it's part of our I, job. <laughs> I, I think we spoke a little too soon about this series. I would also have to agree with you. Now, I think (laughs) it was because the bar was very low. So the first episode of meeting people, it was exciting. It was fun. So I was tickled and I was like, oh, and I recognize Chris Harrison and the lockdown is getting to my brain and I am seeing someone familiar and I'm happy. Um, No, you know what it is, though? No, the first episode was actually good. And you know why? Because it had way less music involved in it. And slowly with each episode, it's becoming more involved. But the reason the music part is boring is because, one, they're not getting any real criticism. It's not like American Idol where people are like sobbing because they're being told they sound like (laughs) a cat falling off a building, you know? (laughs) So we don't have that element. So that's boring. And then we also don't really see. Yeah, we don't see any like bad or negative part of the scene so it's just fucking boring performances that's what i think i think the first episode was good also i don't like that they are forced into like they don't get a choice about which song they get to sing i want to see the couples fight over which song they have to sing because they have different styles and then i want to see their like personalities come out more through their actual music versus like that's that's true Versus like and Chris Harrison being like, you're going to perform a cheap trick song because I know everyone loves cheap trick as much as I love cheap trick. Also, the format, <laughs> the format of them of being stuck with that partner, I also wouldn't do. What I would do is each week I would have them have to choose a partner that's like their main musical person. But then yes. I'd mix it up where I'd make like Julia and Savannah do a duet together. Ooh. And I like, you know, like you'd have to make different people work with each other and which obviously would start way more drama. Oh, yes. I love that. Also, that would force then all of a sudden if Julia would have to do a duet with Brandon and chemistry might begin. Totally. And exactly. It could be- it's way that's way smarter. Way smarter. You know who doesn't seem like or you know who seems like he's thinking maybe this show wasn't a great idea is Ryan. Have you been noticing Ryan's face through the whole episode? Well, particularly since he's like, I guess I'm supposed to be in love with Natasha now because that's my only way to stay on the show. It's like, I guess she's my person. And like, they seem good at like fine enough together. But the entire episode watching his face, I felt like I was watching a like a, you know, a consummate professional being like, I know this will be good for my career. And then all of a sudden being like, is this going to be good for my career? (laughs) Going through this whole, I mean, lucky for him, he got hooked up with Natasha, who is incredible. Like, yeah, except she does way too many runs. I can't handle it. Oh, she is. She is. Their performance is pretty good. I when they performed, it was like like iconic diva and I hit the floor and I was like, see, this is the (laughs) shit I want. I don't want all acoustic love songs. I want some iconic Mariah Carey moments like that is what I needed. (laughs) Well, before we get into this episode, uh, let's talk um, Batch Nation tea a little bit. Oh, first of all, uh, 
just something kind of random, but sort of important. Jess, do you want to uh, uh, go ahead? Yeah, we wanted to address. Um, so basically, it kind of came to our attention that as of recently, um, a few other podcasts that put out Bachelor content have um, have been getting some reviews that are negative and then associated with hashtag broad squad. So here's the thing. I mean, it, okay, look, I, I, it's one thing, and we really appreciate it, of course, if somebody's like, you know, uh, uh, go listen to Chatty Broads for oh, it blah, means, blah, it blah means kind of everything. content. Like, that's great. It means But if everything. you're saying, like, this recap or whatever sucks, hashtag broad squad, we would just, Jess and I would prefer to not be known as the hashtag bitchy broads, and, and we'd just... <laughs> You know, rather not be associated as like a squad with with uh, negative reviews and comments on uh, other people. This is the thing. The Broad Squad is a powerful group and it is it is widely known amongst other podcasts that the, the Broad Squad is maybe one of the most powerful groups of individuals because you all are really fucking smart and you're funny. So, um all of the kind words and the support means literally everything to us, like everything. And so when you do and say all the things to like uplift our podcast, it really means everything. And please don't stop that because it makes our lives so wonderful. But yes, when it's you, you know, you got the freedom of speech. You don't like a podcast. Go for it. Write a review. You don't like our podcast. Write a review about it. It's just part of the deal. But when it's <laughs> the negative, specific negative, and then hashtag Rod Squad, <laughs> we maybe just avoid that. That's all. Yeah, you know, just, just. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so speaking of other podcasts, yes. um, there's definitely been some tea surrounding some situations with Peta and his ladies. And uh, did you listen to Maddie's Off the Vine interview? I only listened to like clip, like a clip that someone sent me, but I listened. To I heard it was good. It was really good, and I listened to most of it. Um, you know, I I got you know you got to give it to Maddie. She is very eloquent. She was like very well spoken on it and made every like she was really clear, which I appreciated about the tea and the shit that went down. But at the same time, there still feels like there's these big chunks that are missing that I don't. I just of the narrative. I just I'm having a hard time following. And it's not just Maddie. I'm having a hard time following Peter's narrative, Kelly's narrative, mm. Maddie's narrative. It's just like, what are we missing? OK, so one of the biggest tea moments was Maddie was basically like, well, I find it interesting with the whole Kelly thing, because he was texting me and calling me saying he was in, still in love with me and wanted to get back together like a couple days before. And I'm be real with you. I believe her because not surprised. Well, then did you see Peter's comment, though? Yes. So Peter commented under because like, you know, there's always like Batch Nation Rose T account, yes. Instagram accounts or whatever. And uh he commented under like a screenshot or a voice grab or whatever. Anyway, a, a post talking about her saying that. And Peter was like at Maddie or something. He was like, I find it interesting that. That you would say this or throw shade at me at this, given we both know there's more to the story or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough, right? Well, 
the, the only thing is, is I'm like, either this is just the Weber's go to or there's something shady. Because remember, that's what Peter's brother was saying, too. He's like, there's shit you're not seeing. Yeah. You won. You have to wonder. Because also it's like it doesn't put. I really don't know, because it also doesn't make Peter look great if he's then to like clap back and be like, well, you hit me up first and here's the text to prove it. Like, obviously, that's like shit stirring pettiness, like if that was the case. And I feel like the thing that's tough is I feel like with Peter, we I feel like it's pretty clear that Peter is typically honest. In fact, sometimes too honest where you're like, wow, I can't believe Mm. you said that out loud. Mm. But yeah, I wonder like. But I also when Maddie, when I heard her on on Caitlin's, it was kind of like, no, this this makes sense. This sounds believable to me. It didn't sound like she was putting on like, I don't know. It, it I, You wonder if maybe Maddie, you know, Maddie reached out in some way and then he responded and was kind of like, maybe we could start. I mean, it, maybe it was just kind of something that was a little more half and half. And like Maddie said, she knew nothing about the Kelly stuff. So maybe she did at one point of weakness and I'll use weakness in quotations, uh, you know, during this whole lockdown where where everyone's lonely and like by themselves, maybe she did at one point reach out to Peter and was like, hey, I miss you, whatever. Um, Regardless, uh, considering Peter and Kelly both came out as just friends or just hookups or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if he was hitting up Maddie two days before. Yeah, it's all very weird. Maddie also said that she still to this day has no idea why Barb hates her so much, which I think is really entertaining. (laughs) Like, imagine never knowing why someone hates you that much. Okay, but didn't Barb also say that the reason, one of the reasons she was, I mean, didn't she lay that out? Like she said that, did Maddie address in the podcast about how, how Barb said, like, are you in love with my son? She said, no, and I won't accept a proposal and like all that shit. Did she address that? Well, she did. And she said, you know what? Here was the thing. I was outside with Peter for three hours. She's like, I kept feeling like I needed to leave. And Peter kept trying to get me to stay. She's like, I was in love with him. Can you believe, by the way, that that conversation was three hours and that they somehow spliced that together for like uh, as a as a five to ten minute conversation? Can you believe? Incredible production. (laughs) Incredible. <laughs> the but anyway, um, no, but I, I feel like like she, or she, what she was saying is that she knew in her heart, like, I don't think this is going to work because we have different lifestyles. We have different whatever. But I was in love with him. And Peter kept trying to get me to think like, yes, this will work because he wanted it, too. Mm. And so there was that back and mm. forth between them. And then okay. when she was in front of Barb, she said, I can't lie and tell Barb that like I am ready to marry Peter she's like, because at that point after him having the fantasy suite situation I didn't even know if I wanted to be there I definitely was not ready to get engaged and so she's yeah. like I couldn't lie to him and she said so I under she's she said that she understood that Barb was like tweaked about the three hour thing well, also Barb is tweaked because someone's telling her baby boy he can't get it on okay <laughs> her baby boy <laughs> needs the sex he needs the sex. And Barb knows that for Peter. <laughs> oh, God. Well, was but, there any other good tea from that interview? Um, The only thing that I did want to mention is that Caitlin did ask her who she'd be interested in in Bachelor Nation. And she said she thought Connor was cute. She thought um, and then Caitlin was like, well, have you seen his TikTok? Maybe you should change his mind. <laughs> Maybe you should change your mind. <gasps> <laughs> I was dying. And then 
uh, and then Tyler and Mike. So Maddie's interested in down to get to know Tyler and Mike and reality. Steve recently said that he believes our next bachelor will be from Hannah Brown season. So I wonder, will it be Tyler or Mike and will they bring in Maddie? Holy shit. If it was Tyler, that'd be pretty messy. I mean, but you know they love think messy. They'll make it, I I just feel like it would be yeah. I I just think even having Tyler have a season would be really messy out of all of the different like publicity he's gotten for like so many different reasons. I I agree, but you know, he is just so famous and they saw what that could do with like for their franchise in general. But even if it was Mike, I'm thinking her. Yeah, and then this is also this is also the same producers or franchise that picked Claire as the Bachelorette. So I don't think they even really. I don't even think we can use that uh, that True. narrative anymore because they clearly don't give a fuck. True. <laughs> they clearly like, don't give a oh, fuck. Oh, you think, want Mike I for the Claire- Bachelor? We're gonna give you Peter. <laughs> Not similar We're at all. We're gonna give you Connor. You're as like, your next batch. Great, thanks. The same guy over and over and over again. Um, oh my god. Well, and then before we get into that, speaking of Claire, well, there was some Claire tea that came up. Um, oh yeah, tell me because you because you brought this up, but I hadn't I hadn't heard about it. Okay, so basically Claire went on Twitter like a couple days ago and says. <clears throat> If you're doing interviews and creating cameo accounts before you're even on my season, you are in it for the wrong reasons. Hashtag don't waste your time. And then the next tweet says, respect the opportunity you've been given. Respect the rules. Respect me. (laughs) Who is this in reference to? Matt? I think it must be Matt. (laughs) Which, girl, like... Don't go after Matt, who was already beloved before he goes on your season. And let's be real, is has more notoriety almost right now in like the younger people's eye than you do. And you're going to come for Matt. But that's but but that's but since that's the case, that's real as fuck. Like, why are you coming on my season? Do you actually want to date a fucking 39 year old woman? Probably fucking not. Bye. I saw people like coming after her being like. I'm sure because this is the thing. No one really like has any emotional investment in her anymore. Like, but I mean, good for her. She people are coming after her and being like, well, Matt had fandom before you because of Tyler. So if he wants to do cameos, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I get that part, but I do. Cameos. Yeah. Cameos, though, for real. I mean, for real. I'm not saying that like. I mean, everyone on the show, I think, is wrong reasons. But like when you're at the point where you're actually making people pay for shout outs and you haven't even gone on the show yet, that's a little much. I did live for the fact that Claire called it out. I was like, damn, she I mean, I think she is at the point, And this is why I do like her as Bachelorette, where she also doesn't give a fuck if everyone's going to come at her and everyone's going to hate her. She's already been through that like four times over. Yes. Yes, she's like, you know what I'm saying? I know like, this she's process so much shit. She's gotten so much shit from Bachelor Nation already. She's Your like, angry don't DMs don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I leave she all your asses on red. All your asses. I don't care. 
I mean, it is something that we see so much on The Bachelor, and I get why, of of leads trying to preserve their image. Obviously, it makes sense. It's, it's not shade to them. But I love that Claire is going to come in and be messy, and she's at the point where she's like, no regrets. And she's also trying to find her soulmate. Yes. She is legitimately trying to find her soulmate, which is why I'm like, yes, bitch, just be knocking guys off your season because you <laughs> think they're not even there for start. the right reasons. <laughs> this show hasn't even started and she's calling the Bachelor producers and she's like, excuse me, I am keeping tabs. That's the other thing that people were saying. They're like, no she one. She keep tabs on the cast. Yes. She says no. They were saying no one has ever been allowed to know their cast beforehand and she is able to That's know. That's crazy. Numerous people. I love that. Which I love too. It adds such a, a interesting dynamic. She is going, we are going to see for the first time ever, a lead going in with preconceived notions about all these guys. And in fact, we might see. Fantastic. We might see moments of her being like, I didn't like that guy online. And yet she meets him and then she'll like fall for him. Maybe. Maybe. But good for her. People can hate. I don't give a fuck. It's her season. She's trying to find love. She shouldn't have to deal with like 27 year olds who aren't serious about her. Good for her. Good for her. And also, you know, (laughs) have some grace right now because this poor woman was told that she was actually going to be the bachelor. (laughs) And then this shit happened. She's probably worried that they're going to like recast by the time her season filming comes around. I would be. Probably. She's probably checking out the listen to your heart numbers, seeing that they're plummeting and not doing well. And she's like, oh, shit. Now they're going to be really worried. They're going to cast Maddie. She's panicking. Of course, I would be too. Oh my god! But oh my god! Oh my god! Well, okay, let's the, um, you know, before we get let's into talk this, about our yeah, let's talk about our favorite sponsor. Evan. I mean, let's talk about it. Listen, broads, something I've tried to be more aware of as I'm getting older, and especially as we are in quarantine is uh, what makes me feel my absolute best. We spend a lot of time looking out for other people. Um, especially sometimes as a parent um, and we can get put on the back burner. So, you know, this has to be a lead in for Fab. Fit. Fit. Oh, that was a beautiful, dramatic rendition. Um, Becca, nice. <laughs> we've talked about our personal fab lately. We've talked about what our fit is. Uh, what's your fun these days? My fun these days. Okay, a lot of online poker, not going to lie. And then also (laughs) the weather has been much better. So we've just been spending a lot of time in the backyard just chilling. And that has been very fun to be with my family doing that. That's so nice. I love the online poker. What's yours? Um, I Fun wise for me, I have been actually um, staying off the phone a lot lately. And what it's opened up is... I'm like getting back really into music again. I hadn't been listening to a lot of music for like the past two years. And I am just listening to music 24 hours a day, dancing around my home at all hours. Nice. And it's just been the best release you know, for I me ever. I haven't been listening to much music the past two years either. It's kind of weird. It's weird. I've like replaced it with having TV on in the background or a podcast. And all of a sudden podcast. I started cranking the music and I was just like, yes, nice. I'm feeling this. But keep listening to our podcast. Good for you. <laughs> but of course what is always on my fun list and fab list and fit list is fab fit fun the premium women's subscription box that delivers all the seasonal must-haves right to your door i love getting new products to test out and i always feel great after giving myself those few minutes on a sunday night or a saturday afternoon to use them 
I mean, let's be real. Who doesn't love when their Fab Fun box gets delivered? It's so much fun to open up each little package inside the box because the products come in every category you could imagine. You've got wellness, skincare, home goods, fitness, and they bring a little bit of everything to everyone without you having to leave your home. So the boxes are customizable to your likes, or if you feel like being surprised, the Fab Fit Fun team will curate a selection of products for you. Oh, and Broad's the FabFit Summer Box is on the way. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but I will tell you, I did choose a Michael Kors passport cover for my box. Optimistic. Ah, <laughs> uh, so optimistic. Listen, this too shall pass, okay? And when we travel mm-hmm. again, my passport will be looking good. And in the meantime, my passport is feeling very loved being wrapped in Michael Kors because she's lonely right now. So now she's happier. Um, also, FabFitFun always has the best new skincare products. I can't wait to dive into uh, more in the summer box. I found some of my all-time favorite skincare products ever from my FabFitFun boxes in the past. Uh, the spring box had that Revive Glow Light Therapy, which is my go-to now. Absolutely love it. Nice. Well, FabFitFun is a box of happy self-care delivered straight to your door each season. And you can choose from a variety of beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness products to customize your very own box all without leaving your home. So the boxes retail for $49.99, but they always have a value of over $200. I think that's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And you can use our coupon code CHATTY for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com, making the box only $39.99. So that's fabfitfun.com and you can use code chatty for $10 off your first box today. Well, Becca, uh, you know, this episode of Listen to Your Heart might have been a little bit of a snooze fest, but for some reason I could not stop laughing through it. I I texted you. I was like, I don't know what my problem is. I, I was like, are you losing your mind? I felt like maybe I was a little bit, but the one thing that I did walk away from that I'm very clear and confident of and sorry, Julia is I feel like maybe in my personal opinion one of the new villains of the franchise um yeah for I, real I mean it but was this brutal is the thing she's she, but she's not even like a hard villain that's the other thing about this season there's no like hard vil- she's not like she's sort of hateable but not like hard hateable you know what I mean but I think that's why I like her as a villain, because I know that there's still going to be people who are going to be Team Julia, even though from my perspective, yeah. I'm watching it going like, how? Like, this girl is like going after Savannah for no reason. She's kind of reminding me of like a Jessica. Yes, very much from Love is Blind. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of the thing. And I feel like in this whole episode, Savannah, I... Really likes I really, really like her. I feel like she handles herself so well. She stays so mellow. And I was very, very angry during the musical judgment part when they came at her. And I was like, wow, you all are going to look a <laughs> fool when you watch later. And you're like, Julia, your chemistry is so real with Sheridan. No, I think they were instructed to, to get the vibe from both those things. I don't know, though. Wait, what? Maybe she- not. I, I felt like they were maybe it was maybe a little produced of like what who they were supposed to think had good chemistry. And oh, OK. 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 I mean, that would make sense because I was like, you guys, Cause it fell in line with the narrative too well. They were just like trashing Brandon and, and, um, and Savannah's chemistry. And I was like, I don't 
think that was that bad. I, I don't understand. But I it did seem pretty organic when JoJo uh, whispered in Jordan's ear, like, do you think that she likes him? And he was just like, no. That actually felt really, like, organic. That didn't I feel know. produced. And I was very angry about it, okay? <laughs> Other than that, I loved JoJo and Jordan in this episode, by the way. They were killing me. I mean, they're... I guess like everyone picking up on that vibe though, it act- it literally had me questioning. I was like, does Savannah like Brandon that much? I know, <laughs> like, me too. They actually, they actually got me. I wasn't questioning until after the performance and the way they dragged them. I was like, oh shit. But part of me thinks that Savannah, and she said it before, has kind of like a harder exterior. And so it maybe seems she's not like ushy gushy. She's not going to be like grabbing him and staring in his eyes the whole time. That's maybe yeah. just not her energy so much she's super low-key so I feel like maybe she's not a Jamie who's like throwing herself on him so everyone's just like she she doesn't like him she's not casting her body upon his you know (laughs) yeah maybe I don't know yeah Jamie and Trevor just cringe city oh lord uh Okay, so the episode starts out. Everyone's chatting. By the way, Danny, the guy with Becca, looks like a knockoff Dylan, I realized in this episode. Oh, my. Thank Doesn't you he? so much. It was making me crazy who he looks like, and that just all <laughs> fell fell into place. Yeah, Dylan. Oh, my God. Dylan. Uh, sh- okay. I also could not figure out, like, through the whole episode... And actually through last episode, too, where Sheridan and Julia stood with each other. I was very confused because then, like, like in the beginning of the episode, I thought Sheridan was, like, sad about Julia or something. But I I don't know. I was really confused. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It seemed like to me he was sad that, like, she was down with Brandon, but he's also, like, willing to hear her out and walk through it with her. Unless at the end of the day, Share Bear's the smartest one of all, knows that Julia's going to leave him and is just like, I'm going to let this coast my career. Just be <laughs> mellow, sweet Sheridan and just be like, I'm going to be the most lovable person in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was pretty sus. Now, so sus. I, I can't stand in Julia's corner because, you know, like you said, she was coming after Savannah for no reason. She definitely should have come after Brandon. But then the reason that I can give her sort of like a pass on hating the two of them so much is because she did get fucked over by Brandon. Because Brandon, when he takes her aside in the hallway, what the? he? OK, first of all, in the interview, he says he's splitting his heart between two women. Yes. And we don't see any further discussion. I mean, I guess that could have been a clip from earlier. But then he talks to Julia in the hallway and was like, Julia, like, I knew you were going to get the rose. That's why I didn't give it to you. Cause like I'm exploring things with both of you right now. And like, we can definitely keep talking. I mean, what was that? Brandon is such a shade ball. The worst. Okay. He's he, and then he makes like, there's moments where then you think like, Oh, is he just no, but that's my thing. No. I don't, I have no problem with Julia hating on Brandon and being like, he's here for the wrong reasons, right. whatever. My problem was when she was like coming so hard for Savannah, when Savannah, it was weird. If anything, also. Savannah, Savannah was so mellow in her reaction to finding out that Julia was pulling Brandon aside the week before and like confessing her love. Totally. And she handled it so well. I'm like, I feel like, and in that, in that moment too, if you remember last week, Julia was throwing, Savannah under the bus in her conversation with Brandon. 
So it's like Julia Savannah mm. hasn't done anything to Julia to deserve any sort of like of this th- these feelings. But if she was just all about Brandon and if she was like pursuing Julia or uh, Savannah like crazy, being like Brandon sucks, he's the worst. You need to remove yourself from him. And that was what she continued to do. I'd be like, yeah, right. I, I totally get that because Brandon was a shithead for doing that to her. I don't get what his totally sec- agree. What's his secret sauce? Why did all these girls like him so much? I don't understand. I don't know. And I also I also don't get why he didn't just have an honest conversation with Savannah the day after. I mean, with Julia and just be like, I'm sorry. I feel like my heart's just stronger with Julia. It was so weird because then he. So, OK, so right after that is when Chris comes in the room and he's like, love comes first. Music comes later. And I'm like. I don't think the cast was aware of this when they signed up for the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys forced them into the situation and basically dangled potential music <laughs> su- success in front of their faces. So I definitely think the music comes first. Well, and then he drops that there's no new people, which I was like, what was the point of even bringing in new people in the first place? You brought in like what, like three people? That was stupid. It must have been to... I think maybe a, a big uh, push for that was because of Natasha. Because of mm. dropping the Trevor T and maybe like it made it look less produced. Oh, uh, they wanted. Okay, okay, if okay. They okay, brought okay, in okay. a group of people rather than, you know, just bring in the, the ex-girlfriend's friend. I mean, what would have been great, too, is if they did, like, for a week or two, like, eliminations just based on singing. And they would still do duets, but, like, maybe one of the people would get cut. And then the other person would be devastated and brokenhearted and would have to decide <laughs> if they were going to keep pursuing their career or leave their sh- the show for love. Yes. So many better angles. So many better angles. Consult me. <laughs> Consult <Please>. me. <laughs> um, well, I did get tea. Uh, for, yeah. I did get tea from abroad um, that apparently who who's you know in relation with Natasha and such. Um, who that apparently Natasha was supposed to be on the original uh, cast. Uh, I mean, clearly, listen to the girl's voice. Uh, she was supposed to be on the original cast. Yeah. And then when they were like putting together all the casting, they basically found out that Trevor and Natasha were connected. And so they had her stay in the hotel for like two extra days and bring her on later. And she she was then prepped about what was going on. Um, But you know, got it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But she was on the original, like the original group of cast members, supposedly. Well, okay. So after Chris makes that announcement, we're cutting to the different couples, you know, Ryan and Natasha, speaking of which, are still together. Bree and Chris, blah, blah, blah. And then Gabe out of nowhere. I'm like, first of all, who is Gabe again? <laughs> and Dude. he said this sentence that was so funny to me. He's like, I do feel like I can flirt with Savannah. So, and I'm like, well, you, you feel like you can flirt with her? Like, that is that, <laughs> you're like, does that mean you? <laughs> Chris Harrison said, you need to move forward as a couple. So, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Like, I was like, no. uh, okay. He's out of out of left field. Is just like I'm gonna really swing for the fences and see oh if Savannah God. will go with me because I am not that oh into Ruby. God. So here we are. Oh my God. Well, so that's, we then see the girls together, and that's when yeah, Julia in front of everyone 
She pulls a Trevor and declares love in front of everyone. In front of everyone, she's saying that she connects with Sheridan, but night one, that spark with Brandon was intense. And then that last night, she had had this serious conversation now that she's super confused. And Savannah handles this shit like a champ. Yeah, yeah, she did handle it really well. Well, so she's thrown off because she doesn't even, I guess Julia wasn't even on her radar. And then Julia tells her everything and... Which I was like, yeah, I get how Julia might be trying to sabotage it, but also it was probably like good that they both knew what was going on. Yeah, uh, and I, I didn't even feel like know. when she, when Julia was talking to Savannah, my alarm bells weren't going off at this point. Even like me oh, neither. Julia sabotaging her. I just thought like, oh, she's being really straightforward. They're having this like moment together where they're communicating, and she's like, just so you know. Brandon pulled me aside and said this. And if I was Savannah, I would have wanted to know that too. And I think Savannah had um, an, a, a, a great response because she wasn't like, she didn't like freak out at Julia and go, you don't understand our love. Like, and just not believe Julia. Yeah. She heard her, she believed her. And then she, you know, later had a conversation with Brandon about, about it. it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. um, it was it was weird, though, because in the conversation still, Julia was saying that, like, you know, I like I don't feel good about it because I don't think it's fair to you or to Sheridan. Um, I don't even know if I should have told you. And then there's this weird piece where, like, she's saying that she doesn't think it's fair to Savannah. And then yet when Savannah makes her decision, she's like, you're fake. I'm disgusted by the situation. And you're just right, like, right, whoa, right, right. that was a swift turn. I didn't, I did not get that. I do not yeah, understand. I did not understand that either. Well, Julia's, I mean, Savannah's obviously bummed about everything and trying to think it all through and is questioning what's going to happen. And then Gabe tries to swoop in. Also, Gabe uh, comes in. Savannah is has thrown her body on the couch and is crying. Oh my god, the lack of self like awareness, and he's just like, "Oh hey, so here we both are." I know. I was like, "Dude, don't be that guy." Do you not realize that that she's laying here crying? Like you see the tears like coming, and she like literally like sits up and is like, "Yeah, yeah, what's up? What's up?" Like. I mean, oh, God, it was so. And then he's just like, hey, so me and you, right? I can. I was just like, oh, God. I mean, long story short, she's just like. I'm not that into you. Yeah, well, and that was the other thing that I kept coming back to, by the way, during this this whole Julia Savannah thing is that if Savannah was in it for the wrong reasons and was fake as fuck, as, as Julia's claiming Savannah would use this moment to be like, what if that's actually true to keep Gabe on the back burner? It would have been like, oh, let me think about it and then figure out where Brandon's at. And then if Brandon goes, I'm in love with Julia, that would have been a beautiful arc of like, actually, Gabe has been right here this whole time and we were friends. And, you know, good point. Good point. I didn't think about it that way. I feel like Savannah is not a wrong reasons candidate at all. I think she's just a little more low key and keeps her feelings a little closer to her chest. And like she said, she's been hurt, like burned before. So then when, you know, Brandon in a few minutes tells like confirms that he's going to move forward with her, whatever, like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely don't think she's fake. And I also don't, uh, 
think she's like wrong reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. I do wonder, like after, like I said, everything that happened, I'm like, oh, well, how strong does she really feel for Brandon? But definitely nothing that Savannah accused her of. No, um, no. I mean, well, then Gabe goes and talks to Ruby and I, I hardly even remember that they like had a thing. That was well, so brief. We barely even like knew Ruby at all. She was there for like half of a second and then she was gone. So, well, that's what was kind of crazy. It was about this episode was these like sort of irrelevant storylines that were getting thrown in. And I was like, dude, I don't even care about Gabe or Ruby. Like, <laughs> why are you showing us these people? Because there's nothing it, it else was, that happened. It was so random. I do want to say, though, while. Gabe was like talking to Savannah and then talking <laughs> to, to some, like to Ruby. Danny, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, okay, if you've broads, if you followed along with our Love is Blind uh, recaps, Danny is the Rory of the house. I don't know if you've noticed, he is constantly narrating the love. He's always watching from like some sort of balcony <laughs> or corner and is always like, I don't know about. I don't know about those two. I'm concerned for them or they seem very solid. He's just like watching from above Gabe and Savannah. Like, I wonder if this is going to be a thing. I wonder if there's a chance, you know, but she she feels strongly for Brandon. So I don't know. Just that is so Rory. funny. <laughs> He's the Rory of the house. I know. I'm like, who even is this guy? Okay. Well, all right. Savannah just starts losing it because she's not sure what's going to happen with her and Brandon. And then Brandon comes to comfort her. It's the most non-comforting energy that's ever existed, by the way. It was so weird. And I was actually also shocked when he pivots all of a sudden to like, so are we going to do this together? Was that shocking to you? Because I was like, oh, well, well, this came out of left field. The whole thing was so weird to me. And in this moment was like, oh, Savannah like my thought was just like Savannah likes Brandon and she also probably wants a successful music career and I believe both of those things Brandon I don't know what the hell this guy's issue is like does he like Julia or does he not like either of them and he just wants to be on the show like I couldn't quite Uh, I don't know figure it out because well Savannah tells him that Julia like what Julia said and this, this is, again, this is, again, why I, I am a Savannah stan through and through in this episode that she says, this is why building a foundation is so important. You could have told me something else is going on. I can work with you through that. And I thought that was just so mature because mm-hmm. it's like this girl knows they've known each other for a week. She's not like pulling a Rudy where she's screaming about 24 hours in, <laughs> you know, like some other girl. <laughs> she finds out that Julia and him are having this intimate conversation and she's like, I want you to be able to feel comfortable with me to tell me if something's going on and we can talk about it. And I don't think that's not caring about somebody and being fake. I think that's being fucking mature. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Or just handling herself like in a way of like, hey, I'm realizing I'm on national television. I'm also realizing I've known this person for one week. So I probably like shouldn't explode on them for talking to someone else because we're not engaged you know yeah I was confused by his take on the situation because he was like I thought it fizzled out with Julia and then I was blindsided that she still had feelings for me and all this stuff and I thought he was just going to continue to explain that he wanted to 
check out the situation between the two of them. I, I and then but then he was just I, I just didn't I was not sure what was going on. Well, <laughs> and it sort of seemed like a desperate grab because it seemed like he might have picked up on that she might leave if she's going to be tossed between her and another girl. And then he's just like, so do you want to do this thing? And I'm just like, you, I don't even think you really thought about this before now. No. And he also said, I'd like to move forward with you and at least give it a fucking shot. I'd feel worse if we tried and failed rather than if we didn't try at all. And I'm like, wow, romance. (laughs) Romantic. What every girl wants to hear. Oh my God. Keep saying that to me over and over again. You'd rather just fucking try. And if we fail, we fail. But like, let's do it. I, I also... I also actually gasped and I get, I knew it was a joke, but I still gasped when he goes, so like, are you going to do this with me? Or are you just going to like go home and cry? And she laughed. And I was like, what? I was so, I, and I, 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 I know what you said. Like, I know it, I know it's a joke too, but it didn't feel like a joke. No. It didn't feel like a joke at all. No. And I was like, look, I have a pretty good sense of humor. And like, I like when a guy teases me. But when he did that, I was like, oh, oh, no. What the? How dare you? No, you and I both. We like our men who give us a hard time, who like we can go back and forth with and be like snappy with. If Evan said that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck's your problem? Am I going to just cry and go home? I'd be I would be like, okay, don't make light of this. Like, you put me in a weird situation. I'd be so... I'd be, yeah, and also, hey, how about you be gracious and acknowledge the fact that I'm being really mellow and cool about this whole situation and not, like, throw yeah. kind of a shady, funny line at me. Like, that's annoying. Totally agree. Bye, Brandon. Not a fan. <laughs> but anyway, she says she'll do it. It worked. Um, And he doesn't say anything to Julia about it. Doesn't let Julia fucking know that he's decided to go with another chick. Even after that same morning, he was like, so let's like explore what me and you have or whatever the hell he said. What the? Doesn't even acknowledge it at all. Could not believe that. And that I get why she would hate him. Like, I totally get him. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But then we see Julia because she's upset. She's crying on the balcony. Sheridan walks out to comfort her. And he is, Sheridan is legitimately comforting her about that she's frustrated about Brandon. I know. And saying something about forgiving herself. And in that moment, I guess, they confirm that they're staying together. I was so confused. I did not understand. And also, like, Chris Harrison basically went in before before this whole thing started and said like you guys better be in couples and they better be for real not just music and i'm gonna hold you to it so it's kind of this like scouts honor moment of like you guys hopefully are together for the right reasons and like choose that it was such a weird format like it, it felt very unorganized and weird it felt too soon too yeah I way too soon way too soon um so oh also like abc must have really thought that the show was going to be more successful since they said that the winners are going to go on tour together yes but they also didn't confirm what that tour would look like they might hand them a a truck and be like you guys figure it out and we'll book your van a cargo van yeah oh you here's uh, 
here's a large gift card to Motel 6, and you're going to be touring in Wiener, Alabama. <laughs> Trust and believe. Or Wiener, Arkansas. People. Isn't that where T is from? Wiener, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like, I was like, I, I need to think of like a shitty city name. I was like, Wiener. Well, tr- trust and believe you can make tours happen if you have a venue for like what two thousand oh, dollars. Like you can make that shit happen, no problem. Okay, you could you could literally send people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know that they're anyway. on this show, like imagining that they're going to have a gorgeous tour bus with their faces slapped on the side, glossy they and think new. They're gonna like. S- s- they're going to sell out at Madison Square Garden or some shit. This gorgeous. Vi- also, when the fuck are they going to? They can't. They're not even going to go on tour. After all, there's going to be no tour. And what? And, and by I the time. I didn't fucking think about that. And by the time the tour happens, it'll be like 2021 and no one will remember the show. Oh, my God. This is. Oh, my God. This is That's worst so funny case scenario for some of these people. And I do feel very. I do feel very badly because you think you're like. I mean. It. They they thought they were going to be able to go on Paradise. They thought that they were going to be able to be Bachelor stars. They were going to get a following. They were going to go on tour. None of it. None of it, honey. Music None is on hold to like fall it. 2021. Uh, SOS, send help. <laughs> Please, my bills. <laughs> the music. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, so I, I have no idea, like, Everything is disorganized, too. And, oh, also we find out that Chris Harrison confirms that judges will be deciding who stays and who goes now with, like, some talent-love combined decision. Like, exactly what we thought. It's so stupid. Exactly what we were screaming about, being like, there's no way that they're going to judge them off of their chemistry, like, just by seeing them perform. And yet, that is how it will be done. so stupid it's so weird it's so weird um and then yeah not only i'm trying to think of like a better way to do it i was like i guess maybe the cast could like vote each other off but then it would be too survivor ish i just yeah it's just dumb yeah i don't know that's true well also if they don't get to go on tour together they're getting told that they're going to be with a famous producer and write and record original songs which will also have to be on hold they're probably in zoom sessions right now with like a mid-level producer <laughs> helping them it's try nuts. to come up quickly with some original tunes. Um, they really just got, yeah, the rug pulled out from under them for real. From under. I mean, I just, them. I thought, I just thought the show was going to be so much more successful than it has been. I, I mean, know. just like I said, looking at the followings of these people, it's like no one's watching or no one cares. I know it's pretty crazy to me. Like, I understand that it's not The Bachelor, but again, you know, our options are going to be limited for the next few months when it comes again, to Again, I do think content. that they just could have, I think, I think they made the mistake of bringing on too many people, too many people in the first place so that you don't really get so invested. True. And I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's just, I mean, but it's no more people than are normally on a season. I just... Doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, so basically they're all paired up together after Chris Harrison comes and gives his spiel. Uh, Natasha and Ryan said they are vibing musically. So surprise, surprise with that. Honestly, Um, I think that like, again, you could tell from their performance that these two are two talented 
motherfuckers. So I'm sure that they were both very excited that they happened to be paired up together and they were like, great. My partner is also yeah, very for talented. True. Um, well, the sequence of all the couples practicing was just, I, I couldn't. Becca, this was the part where I was like crying, laughing, and I'm I feel horrible for Cher Bear, but like watching Julia and Sheridan during this part, and Sheridan, by the way, what's not being really shown is that some of these they they're given songs, right? Some of these songs are just naturally yeah. acoustic, slower songs. And so they can just hop into those vocally. But some of these songs are upbeat, like more poppy songs that these people are having to arrange themselves. And that shit is hard. They're having to like, well, like Sheridan's creating basically we were watching him kind of create this like slower, more acoustic ballady version of a Backstreet Boys song that's with an acoustic right. guitar. And he's trying and Julia does not seem pleased and her which no i was just gonna say which speaking of which like there's no there's absolutely no rhyme or reason for why these songs are chosen there's no genre why wouldn't they do like pop week or something like i I, is it just whatever songs they have the rights to like first of all what the fuck even was up with that i have no idea i hated that there wasn't some sort of like american idol type theme like give me a theme yeah country week i know or something like that but anyway so yeah sheridan's having to arrange it and she hates girl her official ick is so strong with him she was looking at him and she looked just like so was so uh, like displeased with what he was creating and how his voice sounded she just <laughs> just disgusted just disgusted her ick was so strong all she wanted to all she wanted to do was just gaze longingly from the balcony at savannah and brandon she's just seething with rage she just wishes seething. she was singing cheap trick with brandon instead of as long as you love me by the backstreet boys with sheridan and i, I have to say they really they really were giving me such mark and jessica vibes from love is blind even though, like, I love Sheridan obviously way more than Mark. It was just, like, the whole dynamic of her just being, like, we're so solid. And, like, I have no... And then as she said later on to Savannah, like, I have no feelings whatsoever for Brandon. I was just like, oh, girl. Oh, no. So embarrassing. I I was so... Like, I felt so bad for Sheridan this whole time. Yeah, because like you said, I love him. But it was, like very mark and jessica from love is blind energy and i was stressed the hell out and i think that's why i might have been laughing so hard because i felt like i was watching jessica 2.0 and i was having some with singing involved (laughs) yes I was having some fond memories and flashbacks. Um, oh, my God. What about the part where they cut, though, where Julia's on the balcony watching them? And Savannah goes, that was beautiful. And they cut in Julia going, not really. Dude. <laughs> they did that a couple times with her. Like when Julia. when like I know. When, when she goes, no. When Savannah came and sat with the group and Sheridan was like, you guys are killing it. And she's like, cheers. And Julia's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, that is not how that went down. No, that shit or was like, so she edited. Hear... <laughs> she would never in front of the group be like, ew, no. <laughs> 
or I'm like, I'm like, you really think you expect us to believe that she can actually hear what Savannah and Brandon are saying from like the top of the balcony? It's ridiculous. It was so <laughs> that ridiculous. That was beautiful. Not really. <laughs> Not in my opinion. <laughs> Well, that's why I said like they're having to work pretty hard to make her the villain, even though like there's a lot of unlikable aspects to what she did. I'm like, I know, I know. But again, I think that's why I like it, because you know what it is? It feels and I I guess they're trying to work hard to do it. So this might be the opposite, but it feels like an organic villain to me. It doesn't feel like a. Uh, like someone who's watched The Bachelor a thousand times and is like, I'm going to come in and be the most outspoken, intense one and clearly like be the villain. It's very much like... Yeah, like the one everyone's supposed to hate. Exactly. Julia is like a pageant queen. She is, you know, she had like a... She's a little more ambiguous in her villainness. for Yes, sure. she came in with like a lot of followers on Instagram already. She's a sweet person. Like in general, I'm sure she's liked by a lot of people. So it's like, it felt this, it felt way more organic villain. And here's the thing. You know what? Fact of the matter is the ick can really bring that out of you. The ick can do some damage. <laughs> and so I have to give her credit that when that ick hits, sometimes you don't become a very nice person. <laughs> True. <laughs> because you're trying to do anything you can so, to get so out of the situation. If you're in broads, if you have the ick right now, that's us just saying get out of there before you turn yourself into a worse person than you are or something i don't know what the life lesson is in that well and honestly broads if you have the ick right now we're all we're all trapped at home and you're probably like you might be you and your boyfriend or girlfriend might not be living together so like now's an easier time to break up (laughs) true true (laughs) you can only do it yeah except then you're you're gonna end up going back to them because you're lonely you're gonna be like damn i have nobody else to go on Actually, it's a good time to online date, I guess, too. True. If I was single right now, I would be I would be DMing like high school flames. Like that's how far back I'd be going. (laughs) But also, if you're quarantined then with your significant other who you have, who you live with, who you have the ick for, then you have no choice. No, that's that's probably just hell. So sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry if that's your life. Um, so should we take a quick yes, pause let's before we ta- keep going? Let's take a quick pause. Pause talking about the ick. Speaking of the ick, we're about to dive into some serious ick, uh, uh, one-on-one date scenario, but let's talk oh, about God. something that is not ick. Um, one thing I think <laughs> everyone can agree on during the safer at home time in our lives. Teachers are heroes. Oh, my God. Of course, I've always had respect for teachers, mass respect. But now that learning at home is our only option, I have an entirely new outlook on the education system. It's no easy task to keep kids learning and engaged in creative ways beyond computer games or educational TV, which I completely admit we utilize plenty. But one different method that my daughter Ember and I cannot get enough of right now is KiwiCo, the perfect tool for at-home learning at any age. KiwiCo is the science and art subscription box made for kids, tested by kids. And if you're struggling to find creative ways to keep your kids busy and challenged, KiwiCo crates are about to change your world. Because each box comes with hands-on product projects delivered each month with all 
the uh, necessary items for the project included. So each box has a theme that will teach your child about a specific topic through various different projects. And um, KiwiCo also has something called the Panda Crate for babies, which we get for Ruth and I really like. I can't say enough good things about KiwiCo. When we get our crate in the mail, Ember goes wild. Uh, She has so much fun learning about new subjects and creative hands-on ways, which really tap into her strengths. I love watching her with uh, her KiwiCo crate. Um, Our last crate was rainforest themed and we got to do so many fun projects surrounding that. Ember had so much fun making a rain stick that she played with and stared at for hours. It kind of (laughs) kind of hypnotized her. I can't lie. Um, I love that we got to do the whole thing together, too. And actually, we had a discussion that lasted over numerous days then about the rainforest and keeping it safe. And it inspired her to want to watch all these YouTube videos about the rainforest. It was so cool. And um, if you don't have little ones at home or you once had little ones that are now grown, KiwiCo has offerings from zero months to 16 years old, a.k.a. any age enjoys this really. And it is a great gift um, if you don't have a kid that you can bless one of your friends or family members with that does have a kid. Um, It's a fantastic way to keep your entire family engaged and learning all while having fun. KiwiCo is redefining play. They've got hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. So there's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. You can get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com slash chatty. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash chatty for your first month free. Fantastic. Okay, so Becca and Danny get the date card. And which we've seen none of them. We, so I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Now, yeah. are they going to make us interested in this date? <laughs> like, we know nothing of them. We truly know nothing of them. Um, and apparently she says that they kissed the first night and that they were really close at the beginning. But we need that they need time to find their groove again. And I'm like, this is a bad sign. If you need time to find your groove again <laughs> after five days. <laughs> The butterflies are gone. Sorry, I keep referencing uh, Love is Blind. You know, it's hard not to. I'm seeing a lot of parallels, and I feel like I'm going to continue to see parallels. Um, But, yeah, I'm just like, okay, you're you're five days in, and you already have lost it for each other, so I don't think it was probably there in the first place. Probably what that was was excitement and nerves for the first day. And, I mean, it's so obvious that Danny is like, trying so hard and becca is just oh not into him it's it's very cringe also um so their date is to go get like a personal styling session jess how dare they not hire you for this honestly i was what looking at this and i was a little perturbed because when they when they had the, the you know the limo pulled up and opened it I was having these weird like FOMO flashbacks and I was like, oh, this was my life. (laughs) Obviously, my house has never looked like that. But when I would set it up, I would set it up in other people's homes. And so there were these beautiful Hollywood hills and all the different clothing and shoes. And I was just like, oh, I kind of miss this sometimes. (laughs) Would you go back to it at all? Like just doing it on maybe like a smaller like smaller scale or something? Um, I would love to. The problem is it's kind of just one of those jobs that is a seven day a week like type of job you travel with at least the way that I was doing is like you travel with people you work constantly like it I don't think I definitely wouldn't be able to keep doing like podcasts well maybe you could do like but maybe you could do like one-off like 
you know how some stylists will just do like random clients like i know i always see some people doing bachelor people for like random events or something like that. i if anyone would ever want to come to me and be like yes i need these random events and i'd love for you to style me i'm 100 percent there it's just most of the time it's like okay you gotta go pull all the clothes and that takes forever and then right. you know and then you gotta and then most of the time if you if they like you then they want you to be with them on all these other things and then it ends up just taking forever but it's so the fun. problem is just is that you've done the problem is just is that you've just been personally styling people who are just too big you need some, <laughs> honestly you need some fake celebrities the, that the, can't <laughs> afford to bring you with them everywhere That's honestly really the names need. were too large and so like i need people who can only afford one night because god knows i'm very expensive <laughs> And booked and busy, sweetie. Sweetie. Well, but okay. I was jealous, so, though. I loved watching yeah. this. But, okay, Becca, when they were doing the photo shoot afterwards, and it was like, it was like the photo booth at my wedding is what I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, that was like- <laughs> and the gloves and like the weird lighting it was so weird and at first i was like oh god it was so corny are we gonna get some like hot hot heat between them because becca and i know you will tell me and you will preach this and i won't be the only one preaching this because what? they what? are clearly the musical theater couple like it's they scream oh true they are the most like they are the couple who in all the years of musical theater I'm seeing them and I'm like, oh, you guys are the, the couple who you always get the lead roles together. Um, you guys <laughs> both. Oh, my God. I totally know. Yes. <laughs> you guys both think you're way better than you are. OK. And you know that none of us have a chance to compete because everyone worships you guys. And you also this couple. Also, the PDA is always through the roof. They're always sucking face, giving they're always giving each other massages in the drama room. And I'm Just like being generally annoying. And I'm like, let it let it be clear and known. Football players, popular kids, they all think they're getting laid a lot. Nothing compares to the theater group at a school. There is more sex going on <laughs> in the theater group than anywhere else on campus. And I will stand by that. Well, and it's like so incestual. You know, there's always dating some. I mean, there's. I don't know why there isn't a reality TV show about like drama. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's drama everyone's always just like, "Oh my god, let's have me let's have um uh shows about the popular kids, the kids on the big athletic teams because you know, they're always partying and having sex." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. The wildest kids that I met who were having sex the earliest and most frequently were all those musical theater drama kids and everyone was partying and everyone was hooking up with each other and it was wild." <laughs> Well, also, it's interesting because, like, drama department departments vary, like, school by school. And I always thought it was funny, like, in the cliche high school shows, how the drama departments were all nerdy. Like, at my school, there would be kids who were, like, literally star athletes who had to choose between, like, doing the show or playing a season. Because, like, the drama department was pretty, was pretty hot. Oh. There was actually, like, a lot of really, like... Yeah, like everyone was pretty involved in it, and it was like not a nerdy thing oh, to be okay. a part of. Okay, so and the, the, the s- productions were pretty big at my school. See, this the the uh, 
at my school and college, like the the drama team, we were we were nerdy. It was the nerdy kids, but the sex was rampant. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, there's see, here's how it was for mine. There was two halves of the drama department. There are the ones that were like the kids that were in leadership and were in sports and were like, yeah, that I think probably got cast as leads just because the the drama teacher knew that that was going to get a bigger turnout from the school, which is actually uh, really smart. So Try to smart. recruit people who are more popular into the drama department. The Bachelor anyway, producer should then, listen. And then there was the other half who were always doing massage trains in the drama room at lunchtime. And that's where they would always eat their lunch. And that, yeah. Listen, all I'm saying is you see Becca and Danny and maybe they're the ones who are a little more uh, they seem maybe a little more. I'll use the word nerdy compared to the other people, but I can guarantee you Becca and Danny get more action than everyone combined because musical theater kids, they slay. That's all. (laughs) Which 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 also to your point goes to show how little chemistry there is between them because, you know, that they would not be holding back if that was the case. Yes, they would be <sighs> straddling each other, just making out nonstop. And when they are in the jacuzzi and Danny tells her that he oh really cares it's, about it her. so ick. And that, when Becca pulled back from that kiss, she literally oh made an audible like, eh, sound. Was like repulsed. She was like, eh. It was so bad. I felt so bad for Dude, him. and she did this. Didn't she do the same thing like um, when they're rehearsing or performing or something? She's like, just put on my lip gloss. Yes. And she gave him the cheek. And then, then, then she did it in front of the judges. And all the judges were like, oh, God. Like, she pulled back from his second uh... kiss. But also, Danny, at, at this point, I'm like, Danny, get a hint, dude. Like, She's in the jacuzzi with you. She pulls away from your kiss. She oh says she's not ready. And then during the performance and all this, you tr- you are kissing her, trying to kiss her constantly. It's like, but also, come on, come on, Becca. You don't take your acting career that seriously if you can't just fake some smooches and try to make it to the end for clout. Come on, Becca. That's true. Come on, come on girl. Clout come on. chase. Clout chase. <laughs> um... Now, let's see. Well, I'm really excited to get into the ridiculousness that was those performances. So let's talk about Julia confronting Savannah. Okay. Before she confronts Savannah, um, as Brandon is like cornering Savannah all of a sudden and telling her how hot she is and how she has a beautiful heart, Julia is unraveling. (laughs) And my favorite moment, my favorite moment of this whole episode is that Julia is talking to Jamie literally at a water cooler it's an actual water cooler and they're having like this water cooler (laughs) moment (laughs) and she's leaning against it being like you have to wonder if he's here for the wrong reasons (laughs) like spilling the tea oh my god and that's then when julia says that she has very little respect for brandon and savannah at that point and now i'm like hold on a second i'm on the you having confused yeah i'm on the you having no respect for brandon and thinking he's here for the wrong reasons train but now the savannah train i i can't get on board that shit at all um don't get it and Savannah is or Julia is just literally being haunted. They're having scenes of like Brandon and Savannah singing. I want you to want me over and over again. It's like echoing through the halls of the mansion. And it's like haunting Julia at every. every 
I know that music. I thought that there was like some other music in my house that was playing at the same time. I was really confused because it was like. It was like, like, wait, is this part of the show? I was actually confused. No, it's literally it's haunting you as it was haunting Julia. That's just exactly (laughs) how they were editing this shit. And that's then, yes, where she decides to. uh, Oh, no, she's then telling Jamie at another point that she thinks Savannah is fake as hell ever since Chris Harrison showed up. uh, She said that she needed to couple up. Okay, And says that. She went, they went from zero to 100 real quick with the PDA. Um, and she's like, how many, she's asking Jamie, how many times did Savannah say to you, I'm not like this. It takes me six months to get there. And I'm watching Jamie being kind of like half there. Like, uh-huh. Well, I. That thing where you're on the phone with your friend and you're like, totally. Yeah, no. And you, and you know, they're in the wrong and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're like. Totally yeah, she's the fucking worst. And she's like, um, I'm talking about my boyfriend. You're like, oh, yeah, he he's the fucking worst. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. he's the worst. <laughs> we hate him. Jamie's just like, I actually have someone. Jamie's like, I want to go sit on Trevor's dick right now. I mean, on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like actually really into the guy that I picked. So I'm going to go hang out with him and you can go ahead and continue to unravel here by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she's losing it she was literally at this point she is wringing your hands uh she was wringing her hands and she's like i can't process people being so outrageously fake to get ahead and i'm like um julia you like brandon and you're going with sheridan so isn't this kind of the same thing that's happening right now uh yeah 100 percent. i also okay so she chooses to sit down with savannah and i just was like why are you not talking to brandon like i just did not understand that i'm like why aren't you talking to him like agree i, I just really did it i just 100 didn't get it Mm-mm. like i did not understand and then when she started talking to savannah i didn't even know what was going on no idea. i was so like I was really confused about what exactly like what point she was trying to make to Savannah. I mean, I what would have been much more predictable is I I would have expected her to be like Savannah, he's not a good guy. Like he was saying this, this and this to me and you should get out. And like yeah, I would still yeah. be manipulative, but like it was just so bizarre to me that uh it was just so bizarre to me that I don't know. She just wanted the angle of like, you're fake. I'm also like, what? It, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't get it. No, I completely agree with you. It would have made way more sense if she would have taken that angle. But I do think that she is wanting to get together ultimately with Brandon. So I feel like maybe if she takes that angle, then what what is it going to look like if she starts trying to flirt with Brandon again? True. I don't know. But she's okay. She true. was like the way that she came for savannah and she or she was trying to come for savannah savannah was like not letting it fly and this is when i was like standing up chanting savannah's name because she just like the way the fact that julia was just like i just want to be candid and upfront um you're fake as hell (laughs) it was just like it was just like you're disingenuous (laughs) it was like whoa this came out of nowhere and she repeated that thing she said to jamie where she was like the pda's turned up to 100 and i'm like what 
It's like, okay. I mean, they're they're kind of like, I don't get what, what are you trying to prove? I, don't, I just didn't get it. Well, and then Savannah being like, when she's like, why is my relationship affecting you so much? Like, why is this bothering you so much? Um, um for real. And that was the thing. And Julia's just kind of like, it doesn't feel genuine, blah, blah, blah. Savannah explains the whole situation then and says like very succinctly and it makes sense. And she's just kind of like, yeah, my decision has been made since all that shit hit the fan. Um, and since we've been doing music, like I feel comfortable and I feel like I can be comfortable with myself and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then she said, this is the first day I can breathe and, and be myself. And immediately Julia goes, there's a disconnect there. It's just, it's just there. You're like, oh, okay. Like I also, she, she also denied I, her I, feelings. I just didn't. She also denied her feelings with Brandon because Savannah's like this whole conversation, like you're assuming something about me and my partner, like what's the deal? And then Julie says, Julia says, I don't have any feelings for Brandon. This isn't coming from a place. Like I wish oh, I, I was with Brandon and you're like, okay. I, I mean, I've never seen. A- <laughs> that's the, that's the Jessica situation where Jessica's like from love is blind, where she's talking to uh Barnett and she's just like, what your fiance <laughs> thought I had feelings for you that's crazy i have no interest in you what? honestly like you gross me out also now. if she doesn't have feelings for also if julie julia doesn't have feelings for brandon then like why is she so invested in like julia's relationship with him like that doesn't make sense it wouldn't make it it doesn't make any sense at all if all of a sudden you decide that you and sheridan are or even if like you're not vibing on sheridan you wouldn't be that agitated with savannah if you weren't like super no. fixated on Brandon no. and you wouldn't continue to like, nope, nope she's nope. walking around the house. She's like walking around the mansion going like, I'm disgusted by this display. Them together is so annoying. Like these are the statements she's actually saying and they're not edited. So you're kind of like, okay, you're really aggravated about this situation because you really like Brandon and that's just it. Yes. Um, obviously, obviously. Well, then all of a sudden we're taken to the like, the same day or next day where Ryan and Natasha are given a, a date card and we never even like are notified. <laughs> it's like not at all. No. When Ryan is just in an interview and suddenly he's like, so Natasha and I got a date card and we're like, what? <laughs> wait, wait a second. You two now? Okay. I, I, I don't, this is bouncing like around so quickly while well, they show up at house of blues and Chris Lane is there playing to his ex or to his wife Lauren Ben's ex um I mean <laughs> I actually follow uh I follow Lauren on Instagram and they actually have a really cute relationship they're I know like, they seem like they're really good together I know no shade to Ben but like nice work Lauren you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> for real I oh my god yeah they, like she anyway. she got out of but the bachelor nation scene and she married into like well-known did. country music royalty so blessings <laughs> i didn't know he was that well known and then i started peeking around his spotify and i was just like oh shit yeah yeah he does well it was so funny because Okay, I thought my initial impression just based on Ryan's face is that he was like, who are these people? And meanwhile, Natasha's like, oh my God, batch royalty. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I follow you, Lauren. I watched your season. 
but also then like uh, Ryan is totally singing along to Big Big Plans later on. And so I'm like, did he play this song over and over again in preparation to have to sing along to it on stage? I felt the same or is exact he just thing. also a fan. I felt the same way. I don't know. I'm like, or he picks up very quickly on lyrics and is enjoying himself. Like, I'm not right. sure. I was dying, though, when Chris Lane was like, I hope you can stick around tonight because I have two passes for the show. It's going to be sold out. So it'll be fun. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> humble brag. You gotta throw that in, just so you know. By the way, good for Lauren because she married into her name's now Lauren Lane. It's like gorgeous. She could start her own brand, gorgeous, so easily with that name. Like Lauren Bushnell by Lauren Lane. Hello. I was also living for the Sounds fact great. that Lauren is like she knows she's gonna be back on Bachelor Nation television. And she's very, wearing very, like, understated, like, big jean jacket, she, has her hair pulled yes, back. Yes, and she's kind of, like, acting that she's, like, she's too famous for everyone. <laughs> it was the power move I of the century. It. I loved it. She's just offside, kind of just like, she's like, hey, I'm guys. not saying, she's like, I'm not saying anything because he's the one getting paid for this date. So I'm refusing to she's interact she's legit too. like i'm not going to get dressed up like i'm wearing jeans and a big like oversized denim jacket and i'm gonna be like on the other side of the side stage not by ryan and natasha and i'm doing my thing i am on tour with him 80 80 something dates in a row like i am not new to this i am not impressed like she was pulling that like which I loved again it. Which, again, producers missing out on, like, managing to get her involved and have a sit down with one of the girls being like, tour life isn't as glamorous as it looks. And, like, you know, Chris is really successful. And, like, you know, it's still not as glamorous as you might think it is. Like, your love is going to have to be (laughs) tested by blah, blah, blah. And watch the girls, like, panic. Why couldn't we have had, like, that? I know. I need a moment of loyalty. Lauren being like, this is going to be torturous for you. Also, if you think a guy from Batch Nation gets a lot of DM slides, try being married to a musician. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, the amount of DMs that Chris Lane gets over Ben, let's be real. It's going to be next level on the Chris Lane end. Like, it's just the facts. (laughs) It's the facts. Um, They're really fucking this season up, but whatever. Whatever. I get it. Well, it's a low budget. They Um, they were on side stage singing. It was cute. Also, also lots of pressure. Always. They pull them out on stage and they have to perform in front of people. Oh, my God. I know. Um, Ryan in it. And they're acting pretty into each other. I know. I know. Well, then we see them in the hallway and they're like making out in like the venue hallway, which I'm also then having more FOMO where I'm like, take me back to those days making out in the hallway at a concert. There's nothing hotter than ditching a concert with your (laughs) lover, (laughs) making out in the hallway. Okay. It's the best. Um, uh, also what we missed was a, a very brief flashback in between is Rudy's crying again with Matt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Matt is, and then we see them in a rehearsal. Yeah. And, and Matt and is being like super supportive of her and we see them in a rehearsal and I'm like, okay, they sound incredible together. They do. They, they do. They're fun. They're a fun, uh, duo yeah like personally i thought that of all the duos they sounded like the best as a team together like their voices sound really good together um and the more i see of them the more i'm kind of like are you guys the amber and barnett 
again, love is blind reference of this season. Like, maybe I don't know. Like you guys, it was a little off putting the first episode, but I, I feel like you guys are kind of sweet and precious together and you guys support each other. And I don't know. I could see it actually working. I think Chris and Brie also sound good in their rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Decent. Um, Jamie and Trevor. Okay, and then, yeah. Yeah. So Jamie, I, I was, I could not figure out if she was stressing about their relationship or about her voice or about both. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I was getting more of the, the nerves about the performance. Like she said, she was like, which made my heart. I was just like, girl, every time, like you need to have, you know, you're, you're a catch. Like she just, she made that comment. Like, I wish I was better for him. And it's like, girl, you, you are good. You are better than him. Go find yourself another man. <laughs> but Seriously. like she was, I think it was the, the the performance that was making her nervous. My guess is that again, she's younger and she knows that Trevor and I'm sure Trevor talks about his American Idol stint a lot and I'm sure she's feeling that pressure of like maybe he has more on camera experience than her so which I have to say he seemed he did seem like very relaxed and comfortable on stage and and putting them side by side she seemed a lot like more a little bit like manic than you know just just seeing them in co- contrast to each yeah, other. Yeah, you can tell that he's definitely had more stage experience than her. And then even like in their performance afterwards when she's talking to Chris Harrison, she's like, I'm just like a little songwriter who's alone in my room. Like, you know, so she probably actually hasn't been on stage that much. So this is a lot and nerve wracking for sure. Mm-hmm, um, Well, mm-hmm. the next day is performance night and the performances are set up at the mansion, which is cool. Because it's kind of a fir- like I didn't think that, that was going to happen. It's not quite as nerve wracking. Also, it's cheap for ABC. They don't have to purchase an entire venue for the <laughs> night, <laughs> and it's yep. a little more intimate. Um, Chris did make a comment, not Chris Harrison, the other Chris, that kind of threw me off. He made some comment about like this is going to help sell our performance, but but rather showcase our connection. And I was like, that was a weird moment. <laughs> Showcasing That's your connection, weird- like. That's a, I don't know. Uh, that's weird. I don't know. Which is what it ended up being. Okay, now the judges. We've got Jason Mraz, who Brandon calls him his idol immediately. And I'm like, okay, Brandon, uh, now I understand <laughs> even more about you that I, more things I have to dislike about you. Uh, <laughs> Dude, when we Jason have Jojo Mraz and- came out, I was dying because I'm like, I'm pretty sure for some reason you and I have referenced Jason Mraz in every single Bachelor season we've covered. Like in some way, virtually, yes. Jason Mraz has like, an, there's an energy like, oh, it's a Jason Mraz vibe. And then here he comes. 100%. I was like, okay. 100%. I felt the same thing. I was like, why does this feel like the most insane deja vu I've ever had? <laughs> because we've somehow incorporated him into every Bachelor season discussion. You're 100% right. To be honest, it's basically the just craziest. like Chatty Broads is Becca Jess and Jason Mraz. <laughs> And Craig. And Craig Conan. That's the the couple. We're a little foursome. Okay, then we've also got... We've also got JoJo and Jordan, which they they were actually pretty good. And then we have Kesha, who, as we see throughout her commentary, it's like, 
I don't know how much they got, how much they paid her to come on this show because like Jason Mraz, I can definitely see him very easily playing into like the, your chemistry on stage was like, he he just seems par for the course. Yes. Kesha, on the other hand, I'm like, I knew just her watching some of these performances. She's like, yeah, so let's talk about your relationship. Yeah, she wasn't (laughs) even going there. It's like, also, Kesha is like massive songwriter. So girlfriend is writing songs for like fucking Beyonce. And so we're dealing with like singers that will blow the roof off. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is nice. They have nice voices. (laughs) But like, do you know who I'm used to working with? I mean, also like. Well, for real. And like, yeah, Jason Mraz is successful. Oh, of course. But like Kesha, even like her her past, like her recent, some of her recent albums and everything with her have been just like so fire. She's she's pretty like pop iconic. Like once you move past her. uh, What was that song called? The one that made. Oh, TikTok. Wake up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Oh, and she spelt it like TikTok. Oh, my God. Kesha. <laughs> um, it's the I'm brain meme. <laughs> it's the brain meme that's enlightening. It's uh, like, oh my God, Kesha created TikTok. <laughs> is she one of the secret CEOs? I don't know. But anyway, Illuminati. she's come a long way since that. And like, she's quite a pop superstar. Yeah. And of, of, I think I really respect her as a musician for sure. Yeah. And she's also um, like a goddess and she... I, I kind of worship her and I was just living that she was like sipping on her drink the whole time while she was doing this. I don't know if you I kept know, noticing she had like hilarious. her special drink and it was just like, I guess I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> well, okay. So Rudy and Matt are first and they're like we said, a really fun performance. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really did too. I, I thought that they sounded incredible together. I love her voice. I've said that before, but I thought his voice was really great too. And their harmonies, they were like, their harmonies were spot on. These are two really talented people. And like, yeah, I think their voices sound great mm-hmm. together. But the judges weren't as impressed this is as one I was. Of the few- <laughs> well, actually, though, it was one of the few performances that Kesha did comment on their on their actual singing because she was like you took it to a 12 or whatever it was like one of the only comments she made about anyone's no but she said no she said push it she said push it to a 12 next time oh i thought she said you pushed it to a 12 <laughs> no Whoops. she was criticizing uh, never mind then <laughs> so jason goes let your love basically he's like let your love grow and your music will too and i'm like okay jason mraz <laughs> and then jojo and jordan is it was like the stereotype of what we expected from the bachelor judges jojo's like you guys are casual fun i don't know if this relationship's gonna last though so (laughs) and i'm like you got all this from their performance i was like (laughs) it was like the cliche what we were expecting i was like honestly i'm living for this commentary and i would have cracked down harder because if beck and i would have been judges we would have been vicious okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I am um, appreciating that somehow you're getting that much from that two minutes on stage where one person is singing and the other person Own is singing it, and trying to also remember the chords for a song that they were nervous about not remembering the lyrics for in an interview beforehand. So, yes. you know, 
Yes. I also feel like like well, Kesha's kind of like was just like looking around, just like I thought that this shit was the fucking voice, so I'm feeling a little thrown <laughs> off. Like I'm supposed to be telling them um, whether or not She's they're like, good they together. Too did not the producers did. The producers did not tell me either that this was a dating musical <laughs> show. I also thought that I was actually judging musicianship. I'm a little confused. So, like, you want me to give them real? So... You want me to give them relationship counsel right now? I write songs about brushing my teeth with Jack Daniels. So, like, I'm thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, Chris and Bree are next. I was like. Okay, maybe actually Chris is into her. But you know what the thing is? He is very emotionless in the eyes, especially while performance. I almost said performancing, performing. Uh, He has that like kind of and I I can't stand it when I see people perform like this. He has just this dead stare in his eyes. And so you really don't see much come through. Yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying. I I feel like um I feel like he's his voice is super good, but yeah, there wasn't that like electric performance energy at all. And Brie seemed like she was really trying to energy. sell it for the both of them. Which Part of me found cringy at moments, but I do have to say if I was on stage with someone who wasn't maybe like getting into it uh, movement wise, I would be selling it really hard too, and maybe be going a little more over the top to be like, we need energy in this performance. Totally. You know, I don't know. I will. Exactly. That's, that's what was missing for me was his, like you said, his energy in the performance. And I honestly can't fault her either for trying. I'm sure she was picking up on it. And yeah, so no, it's like, you know, but that was cringy. It was one of the cringier comments when she got called out by Jason Mraz. Dude, Jason. Uh, That was (laughs) savage. Jason Mraz is vicious. He is vicious. He goes, he goes, uh, he literally said, Chris is gorgeous. He's like, you are just like gorgeous. But Brie, <laughs> are you in love with him or are you in love with performing to us? And Chris then was like, no, no, no. She's in love with me. And Jason's face was like, don't come for me, Chris. I will change my opinion quickly. <laughs> I am a secret producer. I am a secret executive producer on this show. I have my name. It is an anonymous name because I don't want to actually be associated that highly, tightly with it. But I will cut you. <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, he takes off the fedora and he's just like, listen, bud, I have a <laughs> lot of influence in this little field you're trying to dip your toes into. And I suggest you never disagree with me again bud i'm sorry he just gets evil super evil and intimidating all of a sudden the scary jason mraz twin takes his hat off and he becomes a different personality <laughs> he's like why does jason mraz always the- have his hat on he's so pleasant he takes it off and he's like listen motherfucker <laughs> he takes it off the color of his eyes just shift and he's like listen bud he's got this crazy he's got this crazy like spider tattoo over a bald head <laughs> He's just like his super eyes, gnarly. His eyes go black. Like you can't even see the pupils anymore. And he's just like, 
<laughs> I gotta. I don't know if you know me. I'm fucking Jason fucking Mraz. I don't know if you've heard of my fucking five number ones. I write a lot of fucking songs and everyone's like the Brad, the Bachelor producers are like, we're going to have to do a lot of bleeping <laughs> during this portion. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know Jason. We didn't know Jason Mraz would go off the cuff this much. OK, we didn't know he was this much of a wild card. We thought he was pretty vanilla. But here we are. <laughs> the producers have to take him aside. They're like, you need to hold back, Jason. This is not what we hired you for. Jason, I know that we told you to express what you were feeling, but it's too much. So you're going to need to pull back. You're going to have to dial back about 25. Okay. Well, okay. So after that, that's when Kesha doesn't talk about the music. Uh, and she just goes, so how do you guys feel about each other? Which just yeah, made me laugh. She's just like avoiding. She's like, we're not going to go here. Okay. So let's just ask about your relationship dude oh man i could not uh, okay well before we get into uh another very cringe yeah. situation yeah, yeah. um let's take a pause quick listen broads <clears throat> did you know this is a fun fact for you did you know that three out of four people are dehydrated on a daily basis dehydrated i had no idea and let me tell you i was shocked when i heard that but equally not shocked because drinking the required amount of water daily is no easy task when you're running around, busy with the rest of your daily activities and responsibilities. And that's why, Cheers. yeah, as Becca's drinking, that's why recently um, <laughs> you're going to find liquid IV sticks all over my house. Uh, the easy solution for hydration. Becca, you know I am on this let's stay fully hydrated kick. And liquid IV has been helping me so much in that process. Cheers to that. I I do love liquid IV. I first tried them like a little before I gave birth to Ruth. And you better believe I was chugging that stuff yes. when I was in labor. I really <laughs> was. Um. Anyway, but not only hydration, actually, liquid IV offers a lot more. You simply pour the stick of liquid IV into 16 ounces of water and it provides as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Plus, you get vitamin C, B3, B6, and B12. To put that in perspective, each stick is packed with more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV offers more than the hydration multiplier. They also offer the sleep multiplier and the energy multiplier. So, both being very beneficial in these times. Yes, I knew as soon as I started taking liquid IV sticks that they were going to be a part of my daily routine. You all know, like I said, I've been on this drinking water kick to drink and help my immune system. And within days of taking liquid IV, the brain fog started clearing. The skin was looking more hydrated and moist. Hey, why don't they ever tell you that staying hydrated is good for your skin? Who would have thought? It's been fantastic. Um, if all this sounds too good to be true, I promise you it's not. Liquid IV uses a method called CTT, which is cellular transport technology. It contains the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium to deliver water and nutrients into your bloodstream efficiently. These are especially great if you want the taste of a sports drink or flavored beverage, because I'm going to admit I can't be the only one that thinks that the taste of water gets really boring really quickly. Um, gotta spice it up. Gotta spice it up. And Liquid IV comes through with that because they have some delicious options like acai, lemon lime. My personal favorite is the passion fruit flavor. Um, and for every packet bought, they donate to someone in need around the world. And also want to say this, they have donated, Liquid IV's donated over 1.6 
million liquid IV sticks to healthcare workers right now. Um, they're an amazing company wow. and their product's amazing. They're amazing. We love them. Well, liquid IV is available nationwide at Target, Whole Foods and Costco. Or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code chatty at checkout. So that's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code chatty at liquidiv.com. You can get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code chatty, or pick up some nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, or Costco when you go on your once a week grocery run. Yes. Love Um, them. All right. Well... cringe city uh the danny and becca situation Danny and becca and i love too that they give them hey ho by the lumineers because as much as like i know that that's like a sweet song it just feels no it's friend vibes and then they were giving off friend vibes they set them up for that one so and also we saw for the maybe i'm just seeing this now but i thought for the first time ever underneath danny's name we see that he's a celebrity impersonator that's like what his job is. So now I'm going to have to deep dive <laughs> on the YouTubes. I, I I did not catch that. And I have this feeling that maybe Danny fancies himself an Elvis. I bet Danny thinks that he has an Elvis vibe. Oh That's maybe who he impersonates. I'm not sure. Um, but they do that awkward kiss on stage. Jojo, her face She's either not impressed with his energy or his voice because she cannot she cannot hold back that she's not vibing with it. Um, but then Becca starts <laughs> Becca starts singing and everyone starts clapping because Becca has the perfect Disney princess voice. Mm. She is like it's all that musical theater. Yep, that musical theater. It's like crystal clear, but it's that like high pitched, like literally setting herself up to be you know the next Ariel. Whenever they're, you know, whatever movie they may be filming. She has the perfect singing voice for this. Well, that all came crashing down around her because apparently their relationship was shit, according to everyone. And that overshadowed the performance. Oh, well, the performance (laughs) also, by the way, I no one gave a fuck about their. No. Well, and, and, and the performance, like they have nice voices, but like. The performance was really awkward, and I, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just—I eh. gotta be honest. It just wasn't my cup. It was my. I cup didn't. Of tea. I also just didn't. I don't. I mean, I've heard that song maybe so many goddamn times. Maybe that's why. But probably uh, no. doing the. I I didn't like the uh, their cover of it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like it either. Not my, not my vibe. Not my vibe. But. Uh, <laughs> they get and she cut off the kiss too so oh and the they kiss get destroyed. the kiss she get he goes in for a kiss and then he goes in and she re- receives it and then he goes in for a second one and it's like danny just take what you can get why are you going in for round two when she gave you of the first one and then jojo was just like um friendship vibes also can we talk about that kiss and becca was like oh my god did that happen <laughs> did i pull away what girlfriend uh, um and Jay- jason was cringe. like your harmonies were shaky because let's be real he was a little salty after chris shutting him down so he was just like <laughs> <laughs> those harmonies blew <laughs> <laughs> i mean it seemed pretty obvious that they were going to be the ones that were going to be act. yeah for sure well but then for many reasons for many reasons but you know 
the next couple didn't get rave reviews either. Um, True. Brandon and Savannah. I ha- yeah. I have to, I have to say, I just hate, I hate his voice. I can't stand okay. it. It drives me nuts. So I agree with you. And I think the reason why is because it sounds like a fake voice because that's not what his speaking voice is like. He'll be like, um, he'll, he'll talk and he'll be like, yeah, Savannah. So like, what do you think? And then he'd be like, and you're like, whoa, oh my God. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that feels like you, that's like a, that's a voice that you practiced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you, in, in Nickelback or something? What the f- me. And he did that crazy face when he was singing. <laughs> Look at this photograph. I can't even do it. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Every time. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'd prefer to hear you go up and do your Nickelback cover than hear Brandon and Savannah sing together. I mean, like, it doesn't have anything to do with their relationship. I just didn't love the performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love the performance because I don't care for his voice, but I felt like their chemistry, in my opinion, was on the same level as like Brie and Chris's produced. chemistry produced. It felt it had to be produced, right? Because the way that everyone was like, except Whoa. well, except like I brought up how Jojo whispers to Jordan while they're performing and says, do you think she likes him? That was the one part of it where I was like, maybe they didn't get coached on this. And that was really interesting to me. Unless she was saying that about Brie. Remember how they were like, kind of like, I don't, I don't think, though, I guess maybe they would. Yeah, I, I, I guess there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to isolate out the audio and, yeah. and put it for someone else. But it was while they were singing. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that I just found that really interesting. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing that's so hard, though, is that like while they were doing this, let's just say even if like their chemistry isn't great. Julia's off to the side saying, literally saying Savannah is fake as hell. Like. Right. And it was like, okay, but what about Brandon, though? Okay, like, I mean, again, another moment where I don't like I don't understand why you're coming for Savannah so hard in this situation. Like, and she's like, they seemed more concerned with the audience. Like you said, I, I. I think like you said, she's still hoping for like some shot at Brandon or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah, the judge. Well, the judges are not impressed by Jordan or by uh, by Brandon and Savannah. Not at all. Um, but they were calling. Yeah, they were calling Savannah out saying like, you kept pulling away. You're missing something. Um, and Julia, they're cutting to Julia going like, I told you. I told you guys. It's not just fucking me. OK, well, <laughs> so validating and ironic about then Julia and Sheridan's performance, which I do actually like them performing together. Their performance. I don't remember what they say. They sang as long as you love me, who you are. Don't care. The Backstreet Boys song. Oh yeah. But, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think that they, and we saw that when they performed at the radio show, like their voices sound really good together. She's got a great voice. They sound good together, but seeing her so 
tweaked from the audience. And then as soon as they got the bad critiques, she was hyped for her and Sheridan's performance. Gave me the ick. My ick was so high that it was hard for me to even enjoy that. And it was a good performance because the whole time I'm going like, the only reason she's smiling and acting in love right now is because Brandon just got slammed or, or Savannah her. got slammed, excuse me. And when you see her and uh, Sheridan performing beforehand, she would look tweaked the entire time and was never smiling. Now all of a sudden she's beaming like the sunshine. <laughs> I'm kind of weirdly rooting for her. I don't really know why, but I sort of like <laughs> find it hilarious maybe because it's the only drama that's happening in the show so i'm like i remember i used to watch dory the explorer with my younger siblings and i was old enough like to where i was bored with the show but it was the only thing on tv and i would like be rooting for swiper i'd be like one of these (laughs) days i hope swiper just takes that fucking backpack and runs with it and never returns and like every time i'd be like maybe today the Pied just, Piper. Little well, Beck is just crossing her fingers. Just Dora like, will have to pay the Pied. I don't know how that's Beck, saying Beck goes, is but just yeah, like, I was like, Swiper will get his way. You're just like, Swiper. Yes, swiping. <laughs> Swipe it, baby. But it was out of sheer boredom because you want to mix it up. So that's how I feel about this show. I'm like, yes, Julia, you break them up and you send Savannah home and you go after your messy mans because I'm just fucking bored. Yeah, no, I understand that. I definitely enjoy. (laughs) I don't get me wrong. I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the drama. I just get so angry when some dude is clearly being the douche and he's breaking up a potential female power connection and they could be like dope friends and because he's being an asshole, they're letting him break it up because she's blaming Savannah, even though it's not Savannah's fault. Bro, it's like it's like the kind of girl who goes after the girl who her boyfriend cheated on her with. Yes. It's so embarrassing too. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's just like the yeah, the girl where you're like, yo, he she didn't know that he had a girlfriend and you're going to give her a hard or time. Or even if she did, it's your man's like this bitch doesn't even know you and it's your man's who made the commitment to you who's cheating on yeah, you. Come I don't give for a him. Fu- I mean, if it's your best fr- it's if it's your best friend, that's one thing, but like if it's a bitch who doesn't even know you, like, why are you going to come for her and be like, you broke up our marriage? Like, your dude went and put his dick inside her. And Anyway, I just feel very strongly but, about like, about that because it's so just cringe to me. It is cringe, but also, are you fucking kidding me in this situation? Savannah was the one who Brandon and her were exchanging roses from week one. They have been together and gone on oh, dates yeah. from week one. Julia's the one coming in and mixing this shit up and somehow is saying that Savannah is fake and there for the wrong reasons. And it's like, girlfriend, like they were an established couple from the first week. Even if you yeah. did like him, you backed off and then he started pursuing Savannah and now you're regretting your Sheridan, your share bear decision. And now you're sweeping in and you're giving Savannah a hard time. No, guys, it's not the deal. You're just a Savannah stan now. So you so you're pissed. It's true, I'm a Savannah stan. I, I love her. I really do. I definitely think she's the most attractive girl there, like uh package, like full package wise. I think she, I find her the most attractive. I think she's hot. I just I'm just more like I love the like low key energy with all the drama that she's just handling. No, this that's shit, what I mean. Like, like 
dealing with it. That's what I mean by attract. Like I, I don't mean like just hot. I find her most like attractive as a individual, as a human being. Than- yes. Right, right, right. Well, I just don't give a shit about anybody on this show. I'm not invested in anyone. I, I literally don't that. give a shit if Savannah gets her heart broken and stomped over. Oh, that's so cruel. Trash. I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> cruel i recognize the only person that i, I really just... care about at this point is jason mraz because i would like him to expose his secret <laughs> self i want to watch the world burn i hope they all end up unhappy and without love i really want to see some more shit go down between jamie and trevor because i also do not give a fuck about that i happiness. am i Sorry. am I, I i do i am worried for jamie's heart but i would like to see more drama in that end because trevor just <laughs> is really knowing how to flaunt it so the judges though really i mean they were living for julia and sheridan they were like oh my god there's you know, Kesha was like, love is in your eyeballs, Cher Bear. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Love is in his eyeballs. But she's just like, you know, stoked to be winning the situation. Um, but they yep. loved him. They loved him. And Julia said, she did this. She said, I'd imagine this is super painful for Savannah right now. Huge <laughs> smile. <laughs> huge smile she's living for hurting savannah right now i'm like damn um well next was really the only performance savage she cold she's cold um next is really the only performance that i personally cared about because here's the thing broads every performance is starting at the same way they're either sitting next to each other or standing next to each other And we get the Ryan and Natasha performance. Ryan is starting behind Hmm. the keys. The judges, he starts singing in the, the judges are like turned on by his voice. And I'm like, same. Um, And then Natasha emerges from backstage like an legendary icon (laughs) with the dress and just the swaying of the hips. And then they, and Ryan's like looking back at her and then they're sitting at the piano together. Speaking of that thing you do is like a a Diane Dane um and uh and Jimmy moment. <laughs> Your love goes on. Your life goes on. But for, but me, for me, my world is over. My world is over. She's sitting on his lap. Oh yeah. Just ah damn! I want to watch that movie tonight. I fuck. I can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. But wasn't it giving you that Diane Dane Jimmy energy? (gasps) I loved it. Didn't even think about it till you said that, and I'm actually so into it. Take this thing, you two. Steal it. I am praying. Like, do I think that these two are in love? No. But I think that they recognize talent recognizes talent. And I think they're... (laughs) (laughs) Recognizes opportunity. Recognizes we're going to fake it till we make it. And these two, they don't hate making out with each other. They're both two hotties. They enjoy smooching. They are good musically together and i honestly ideal i hope these two fucking take it to the top i hope that they're like they they win it and they're like listen we're not into each other um romantically but we love each other as friends and so we're gonna go on tour together and create a bomb ass album um but we're both gonna date other people and yeah let's do this thing 
Well, this is the thing. This would be my idea. I would say like my ideal situation would be to fall in love. No, this is my ideal situation where we can level with each other. Like we're going to lock the door in the bathroom and run the bath so that the producers can't hear or catch our yes or catch our audio. And they go and you just go, look, you and I both know we're not going to be anything after this, but let's fucking bring it, baby. And take it all the way to yes. the end and then we like clap hands and we're like let's do this that's yes. my ideal situation and honestly i wouldn't so and i wouldn't put it past i support that yeah i wouldn't put it past either of them they both seem very smart they're both like the hottiest and they're both like when i say hottiest i don't mean arrogant i mean sexiest um and they're both in my opinion they seem like the oh, most talented yes, so i'm like yes you two you should be taking this thing home even if you're not in a, re- a real relationship. So I hope that you're planning behind the scenes for world domination because I support whatever diva iconic vibes were going on. These are the icons we need for quarantine 2020. I don't need any acoustic lumineers business. I want piano playing, laying across it, <laughs> powerhouse moments. Okay. Diane Day shit, baby. Yes. Come on. And then, and she's got that Ariana Grande ponytail. And then they're dancing and like using one mic and about to make out. And it was hot. And I'm just like, yes. Thank God. Someone took it there. Okay. Did, there, did you notice though? It's There was that one awkward moment where it was almost like she... Yeah, I didn't know if he was leaning for a kiss or just looking at her. Did you catch that part? I did. It was very brief. I re- and I was like, I rewound was that? it. I rewound but- it because I was like, oh, did she just deny? But it looked like he's like was. I think it was a choreography miss. <laughs> I looked like he was turning to look at her and waiting for her to look at him. And she didn't. So he did a quick turn back. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I. Th- yeah. We didn't make eyes. So I'm just going to keep uh, hitting these keys. And also, by the way, we see a clip of them. For next week, where he's not playing the keys now. Now he's hitting it up on the bass, showing off his more of his musical chops. And she is shredding singing. And I'm just like, here we go. Give us give us the song we need every week. Also, they get after they have this this uh, duet together. Um. Oh, which, by the way, I was really annoyed because Brian's about to hit like his power note and they cover it up with Jamie's commentary. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I wanted to hear this note. I'm I, this is the duet that I wanted. Oh, true. And he was hitting his killer note. And Jamie all of a sudden is just like, I'm now nervous because of me and Trevor. And I'm just like, shut up. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I know. Then Jamie's just like, they have so much chemistry. I'm sorry. She's so fucking annoying. She's a like lot. when he gets to the end at, after her performance and she's just giggling and just like, I'm falling on the ground. It's, I'm like, oh, my God, you could not be more unlikable to me right <laughs> now. I'm I'm so sorry. It was it's, a lot. It's really kind of out of your control, but I can't stand her. It was a lot. Well, sorry, Jamie, I'm sure you're a very lovely, sweet she person, seems, but I just was like, she seems like a doll, but it was it was too much. I'll be honest. Um well, the 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 judges, okay, Jason, again, Salty McSalterson comes in and is just like, <laughs> Natasha, you have tremendous power and control. Ryan, you're good, but just so you know, her career could explode. You're also good, but she's like soaring around you. And I'm like, dude, that's some that's the brutal shit. That's the fucking brutal shit. I'm But also I was like, you're not 
this is the difficult thing with these people being paired for duets who like didn't necessarily choose each other. Like they're not the same vibe. Like right now they're singing. They're just, singing. Like a, how are you going to compare apples to oranges? They're also singing a Rihanna song. Sounds more like it's in her wheelhouse. And she has like she can shred with her voice. Yeah. But excuse me. Jason I'm like what about you Jason what if you got fucking paired with Natasha huh she'd be running circles around your little acoustic guitar ukulele ass <laughs> yeah, sh- shut the fuck up shut the fuck up Jason <laughs> you're not taking <laughs> you're not taking into account that Ryan started this whole thing he probably put the arrangement together on his keys and next week he's doing the bass he's a musical genius and yes Natasha slams and is incredible but fuck you Jason Mraz <laughs> how dare you insult Ryan like that but I loved I lived for the fact you're gonna say that she that you're gonna say that her performance was just like all-star shit but this is and but his was trash and this is coming from the guy who sings starts in my toes and I crinkle my nose what if you have to fucking go up there and sing I will always love you how is that gonna turn out huh I think you just sang Jack Johnson but I'm not sure but they're both the same no that's Jason Murat or not no that's Colby Kelly oh that's Colby no Kelly. the one I, I've been spending way too long checking my tongue in the mirror yeah and bending over backwards it's just to try to see like you're sing talking yeah. you don't even actually fucking sing you have nothing compared to Ryan nothing <laughs> oh my god but for real you it's true you can't compare Uh, that shit but i love that i saw as soon as um jason slammed ryan how dare he um that natasha right away leaned back in front of jason mraz and shook her head and was like that's not true about ryan and i was like blessings you two you two again like you are supporting each other and i live for you both um, yeah, I feel like Natasha's a actually like a good person. I've good vibes. I'm into her. I like her a lot. And not I like her not too. only does she seem super cool, she's super talented. She should remain the two of them deserve to be in the top two. If they're not, I'm just, you know. I will continue to recap this because we said we would, but I will be angry about it, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so Trump I think they will go pretty far. I hope so. Ugh. Everyone else is too boring. Yeah, I know. So Jamie and Trevor get on stage. Like I said, he seems way more relaxed. But she wasn't bad. No, she was just doing those odd movements before the performance. (laughs) Some like calisthenics that I was hyping herself up. (laughs) I know. I expected expected her to like jump on the ground and start doing push-ups and like burpees. I didn't really know where she was going with that. Yes, get it, downward dog. Like, let's do this thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, B, with the whole Trevor situation. And maybe I'm a jaded bitch, and this is is a potential. But when I was watching him up there and, you know, the... um, Because I thought that their performance was sweet together, but I didn't think it was, like, the way that the judges reacted... Like, they've never seen such love and chemistry between two people before. I was like, I think this is a twofold thing. One, I think Jamie's nervous energy led to her being very, like, just staring at Ryan the whole time and, like, touching him constantly. 
So that lent to it. But second, Trevor gives me the energy that he's got that smiley, flirty thing down pat and that he could pull off that sexy, cute energy with any girl that was up there. Which, why I had to give him props, because I was like, he's just kind of a better performer than most of the people uh, up here because he's put in all those hours at the Venice boardwalk. <laughs> I agree, but for though. for real, I was like, he, he seemed like one of the more experienced performers, and it showed, and I had to oh, give him Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. He- Absolutely. You just know what you're doing way more than these other people. You're not doing too much and you're not doing too little and you're Nope. You're pulling us in. Nope. He was smi- the way he was smirking and smiling the whole time and seemed so casual and they kept talking about like it wasn't put on. Everything felt so real and it was like, yeah, it definitely seems like like Especially you said after you've watched all those other performances. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Not well, that they were all trash, but again, like, you know, just no, it just was again, yeah. again, it's this piece of like you're if you're not performing every weekend in front of a bunch of people like or once a week or whatever, you're having to learn a song that you might have never heard before. You're going up. By the way, Jamie and Trevor got a song that they both were fans of. Who knows if the other people yeah. knew those songs? You're going you have a brand new song for some of these people. You're going up in front. You're working on worried about having to you know, hit the right notes on your instrument and also sing well and also be the nerves and also like look lovingly at someone. It's just like, it's so much. Yeah. So if you're a consummate performer, like how Trevor's done this so many times with cameras on him, he's going to kill it. Yeah. And he sh- yeah, and it totally. showed. It showed. Well, well, they were, yeah. they sure loved him, you know, <laughs> Jason Mraz really was he was very passionate about this performance he's just like he's like this is the type of performance that like I know after this it changed us like we're all gonna want to go call our loved ones and check up on people and I'm like wow you're getting an awful lot from that dumb dude dude, Jason Mraz is the worst (laughs) I can't with him. I can't with him. He's the new Barney. Jason Mraz and Jamie should get Jason Mraz and Jamie should get together. I ship. Yeah, them. or Jason Mraz and Bardia. Bardia. Um, so another. All we've been doing is just referencing Love Is Blind throughout this whole episode. I know. If you haven't listened to our Love Is Blind recaps, they were really fun. They're we've been doing them. We did them for the past few weeks, and we were very deep in. So it's going to be hard for us not to reference Love Is Blind. Um, well, yeah. So she's just like, oh my god, like she's, I'm a real she, musician now, and I'm in love, and I'm just like, you are neither. <laughs> she's just freaking out. Hate to break it to you, sweetie. And I feel bad for her because I just feel like she is so sweet and she's just seems so innocent. And I just feel like he's going to crush her heart after this whole thing is over. That's just all I can think about. And hopefully back quick. Yeah. You know, she's she's a babe and she's, you know, I'm sure that she'll get all the DM slides here soon. Um, Well, all, tw- all 12 of them with how this season's going. <laughs> Ratings-wise. Ratings-wise, yes. Well, um, back at the mansion, Julia is saying that it's I like they're getting ready for the rose ceremony and Julia. Oh, I know. I th- 
<laughs> she goes, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, it's ironic that, 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 you know, she got told she was fake and I got told I was real. And I, where I expected her to go with it and be like, it's ironic because I was faking it so hard with Sheridan. <laughs> And like, I actually fully expected her to be like, because the feelings aren't there. And then she was like, yeah, anyway. The irony is that I was faking it the whole time. <laughs> that I am the most disingenuous person here. Well, isn't, I, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Um, well, I <sighs> was laughing so hard, Becca, because... When you know it's, we're reminded that the judges are the ones who make the decision. So Chris Harrison comes out, reminds us that. So I'm waiting for the judges to come out and give the roses out since it was their decision. But of course, because the budget is so bad, Chris Harrison has to just do the dirty work himself. The judges make the call, and Chris Harrison, you know, even though the <laughs> quote unquote the judges make the call. Listen, I don't buy that shit, and I don't believe it unless I'm seeing it come out of Jason Mraz's mouth that this is the order that he wants the people in. Okay, here, 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 please, here, here. Well, Jamie and Trevor are first, and they do this like rose exchange together kind of because it's so stupid the format it's of the so weird is so stupid it's so weird and it just feels low i also budge. just realized i also just realized like bachelor pad they had to vote on who was gonna stay right and who was gonna go or some shit like that but wasn't that the Remember other when they had to put but wasn't that the other contestants who voted it wasn't like random yeah, yeah but i'm saying well what i was i know but what i was thinking earlier is like no, they have to like do a rose ceremony because that preserves the Bachelor franchise format. But then I realized like, wait, no, I just realized right now on Bachelor pad, they voted for each other. So it would have been better if they even just did that on this season. Like it would have been yeah. more interesting and more drama if they had to like vote someone off or like, yeah, it's very true. It's very for true. being like wrong reasons. And with the whole music aspect, there's way more potential for wrong reasons. And there could be way more discussion about who's still here for their career. So I don't really get why they didn't do a format like that. There'd be way more drama in the house because they'd be worried about the wrong reasons. And also, how can three three judges or two judges and a couple be able to determine all this shit? Like, no. Plus, if they were voting as a a house on who was going to go... it would be better because then you'd have like uh what's her face like Julia trying to get in everyone's ear to try to like vote for Savannah like it would just be so much better so much juicier so much juicier Ugh. so much and then juicier. people could come for the couple who like people would be coming for Ryan and Natasha they'd be yes. like you guys don't even like each other you're well both just you know get, like ugh. you know Jamie and Trevor would be coming for them because they're like you know the the most talented. Our love opinion, is couple. real. Yeah, and they're and threatened by isn't. they're threatened by Natasha because of what her you know her background with Trevor. So they're like wanting her to go anyways. Oh, it would be so juicy! What a waste. Well, well let's just cut right to the chase. Comes down to it. Comes down uh, to uh, well, Savannah or Julia and Sheridan get it, and that's when. Then so yeah, it's Natasha Ryan, Matt, Matt and Rudy, Chris and Bree, and then Julia and Sheridan. And Julia reminds the producers that she's disgusted by Savannah and Brandon. And I'm like, <laughs> the, the, the amount of times that she used the word disgusted was wild in this episode. Is really absurd. Wild. So it well, comes down between um yeah that couple and then 
Danny and Becca. Obviously, we know we they have to keep Savannah and Brandon around for the Julia drama, obviously. And, of course, Becca and Danny have very little to offer us they, on the show. So, obviously, they're going home. My favorite part is when Chris Harrison, after, like, they find out that they didn't win, he goes, okay, well, now you two can say your goodbyes. And their goodbyes are literally just hugging each other goodbye. Like, they're not allowed to say goodbye to the rest of the house. <laughs> And that's that. And then they go outside, do a really quick kiss, say goodbye. They're probably never going to talk to each other again, except for like an occasional DM of like, hey, how are you doing? Or like commenting on a photo. And (laughs) it's just painful. It's painful. Well, after they leave, we see we have Brandon in a moment say that Savannah's great, but definitely like there were comments from the judges about our disconnection and they didn't see what they were looking for. And that makes him nervous. Um, And as much as Julia in the past 24 hours is doing this whole thing of like, I don't want Brandon. I'm not interested. Sheridan and I performed our hearts out. The judges saw our true love. All of a sudden, Julia's going, I'm wondering if Brandon is still thinking about me. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And this is going to be the juiciest drama of the season, too. So, woohoo. So, woohoo. I, I'm still holding out hope. I'm holding out hope it's going to get better. How many more episodes are there? Do we know? I think there's only like two or three more. So, you know, I think that there'll be okay. enough drama packed into each episode because there's only a few episodes we'll make it through. left. We got this. Also, I feel it. I feel it. Also, it's one of those ones that I'm like, ugh, so annoying and boring. And then I'm kind of like, but I do have opinions so i mean we and we see next week that brandon brandon is telling savannah that julia still has feelings for him and he may still have feelings for her oh my god and it looks like julia and savannah are gonna have an altercation (laughs) i'm here for it and natasha is back julia you got this bitch Come on, girl, even though I don't support, I'm a Savannah stan, but I do love the drama. Um, and we see Natasha's like tweaked at Brandon for what he's doing to the girl. So I'm hoping that Natasha slams Brandon because we know that she can slam. OK, well, yeah. And I was going to say that's the thing, too, why I don't give a fuck if Savannah and Brandon end up together because Brandon just sucks. So it's better sooner than later for Savannah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I really like, wish Julia that- steals him back whose loss is it really yeah i'm also just like really wishing that they'd like bring one ringer in who is maybe already an established famous musician and he swept up like would sweep up savannah and brandon would get screwed (laughs) my deep desire doesn't look like that's what's gonna doesn't look like that's what's gonna happen but uh anyway this um this thursday broads we have a great episode um doing a mystic aura reading where we (gasps) me and jess get our auras read as well as our immediate families and then we also have the auras read of two of our broads so thursday's episode's quite fun and also the mystic goes over um some of the aura types and she talks a little bit about other people in the bachelor world which was pretty fun so that was so Thursday's fun great that was so fun. it was awesome we, we get some info about what the typical what typical aura color bachelors are hannah brown's aura color compared to ours like it's fun yeah it was a really fun episode so i know 
I know you broads were enjoying the non-bachelor content um, last week. And yeah, has it only been one week, I guess, of non-bachelor yeah, content? Or has yeah, it been two? Only, only one week. But we will continue to keep that coming. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy that. And even if we... I wanted to say, too, if we recap my season, I wanted to also tell people... Um, I don't think we'll be doing it like stacked on top of each other like Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. No, once a week. So yeah. So for quite a long time, I guess since there's no paradise, pretty much like for the next, for the foreseeable future, we'll have at least like one non-reality TV uh, episode yeah, once again yeah. on Thursdays. And we're and we have a lot of we have a lot of really fun guests coming up, and we also have um you know some stuff where you know Becky and I are talking about. Having a little, just a quarantine Zoom date night with her and Gray and myself and Evan and asking ourselves really, oh my God, yeah. really intimate personal questions while I have some wine about each other and some fun never have I ever's and basically letting it you guys... should be <laughs> super fun. Letting you guys into all of our very embarrassing tea as couples. So yeah, <laughs> maybe watch us break up live. Enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy that well and we and then we (laughs) yes i'll end it there (laughs) and i gotta go put my uh i'm gonna go put ruth to bed now so it was amazing recapping with you jess and with you broads and love to all of you and uh yeah loves you becca and uh loves you broads (laughs) chat soon (laughs) chat soon (laughs) 